We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Aaron Rodgers looking for Devontae Adams. He's got it. DJ Moore has a pass to the end zone. Jonathan Taylor. Touchdown. Hello everyone, welcome back to Road of His Overtime on Road of His Radio, brought to you by Blue Wire. My name is Colin Kelly, you can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland, and as always I'm joined on the show by Sean Siegel. Um, we are doing a little bit of a bonus Q&A today, you may have heard it mentioned on some of the other shows. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun, a um, little bit out of our, our normal uh, kind of schedule I guess, but uh, lots of questions coming in from uh, listeners, some questions submitted by myself and Sean as well. Even uh, one question submitted by my wife that we may <laughs> add in, so uh, a little teaser for later in the show. But Sean, I want to start off by kind of taking a trip down memory lane. Um, I actually went back, I'd done some research, probably done more research for this show than uh, <laughs> than some of our other shows, but I did go back and check to see the, the first show that we did do together, and that was the 10th of August 2016, back in the Overtime Ireland podcast days. Uh, we previewed the NFC North, so hopefully we got everything right in that uh, episode, but went back and checked that. It's, it's more difficult to uh, find exactly which podcast it is when you're going back through iTunes to find it. The the, the control F function doesn't work <laughs> very well. But uh, the other thing then that was uh, the, that led to eventually us starting this here podcast, which was Road of His Overtime, the 1st of August, nearly two years later, 2018, Rotoviz OT episode one uh, was recorded at that point. And then we have over 300 shows. The first of those shows were pretty much 45 minutes to an hour for the first 100. Then we kind of changed up the format. And then if I add up the kind of estimated time, we'd be at 12,000 minutes of podcast time. Two, that would be 200 hours or 8.33 days. And I even went down to it's 0.02 of a year, so a lot of time spent over the last three years uh, doing podcasts. It's been a huge amount of fun, and uh, it's something that kind of stemmed from from one podcast episode and and spawned all the way uh, through to whatever this is, 303, 304, whatever it is. So pretty incredible. When I, I was I was I was driving my daughter to play school <laughs> or preschool this week, and I was like, I wonder what it is in minutes. So I, I went back and did that, which I thought was interesting. In those eight and a third days have been a lot of fun. <laughs> Colin, I enjoyed doing your show so much that when uh, a little bit later we had a chance to bring you on and, and have you be part of Rotoviz Radio, I mentioned that it would be fun to do a show together. And that uh, has evolved into just the 
party that we have three times a week here on Rotoviz <laughs> OT, and you as the executive producer of Rotoviz Radio, which has gone extremely well. The channel has done a great deal of growth over the last couple of years, and I just think the excitement around it has been fantastic. So I. I owe a lot to that day on August 10th, 2016, and just very, very excited about how things have transpired. And it's fun to have this sort of cross-ocean friendship as well. Uh, the listeners obviously love the fact that you are from Ireland, are located in Ireland. I have a special little connection there in that uh, my mother's side of the family originally came from Ireland, and so uh, she talks about it a lot, wants to go back and visit. If she ever gets a chance, I'll probably try and go with her, uh, see it as well. And so, yeah, it's 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 been a great time, and and it's a lot of fun to do this. And Colin, we're looking forward to this episode here. Obviously, if, if you're in it only for the football, feel free to skip, but uh, this may give you some opportunities to make fun of us on social media, which, again you know, is what it's all about. And you know, the questions that we've gotten from listeners over the last several years have been able to incorporate into shows is really one of my favorite parts, being able to answer some of those questions. And, uh, you know, things have come up in the show related to viewer interaction that has helped in terms of me writing articles. And uh, it just allows us to get a sense of what are some questions we need to answer? What are some things we need to think about? And so I love the community, love the relationship. We love the listener leagues we've got going on. And uh, yeah, th this should be fun. Yeah, it should be fun. And Sean mentioned there making fun of people, well, not making fun of people, making fun of us on social media. Uh, Sean, of course, will never see those. So uh, <laughs> send them my way if that is to, to happen. But Sean, the one thing I was going to mention uh, for anyone who's listening to this when it comes out on Sunday, um, the Friday episode of... Uh, Stealing Bananas, I think that the listeners should go back and check that. There was kind of a, a meditation style, relaxation uh, conversation at the end of that, that you know, Sean was talking about getting into the outdoors and things. Uh, is that something that's in the future, Rotoviz Meditation Guide? It, it probably is, right? I mean, when I do some of the YouTube yoga sessions and, you know, you get so relaxed and then they have the meditation, you know, why, why wouldn't we all be kind of getting in that church. And it just, it worked right away because I got a text from Ben uh, really just like 45 minutes later saying he had already been for a walk. He it went really well. His, his mood was <laughs> lifted in and lifted from already being obviously extremely high, just having uh, recorded ceiling bananas. So yes, uh, Rotoviz OT meditations. I mean, who doesn't want fantasy football and Zen? Yeah, and uh, I have no idea if Sean was being uh, telling the truth there or not. But let's just make, say that Ben did. Uh, ben seemed to want to to get out into the open air, so maybe it did. It did start that all off. But Sean, we have lots of questions to go through, and um, we may even split this up into to multiple shows here. But thank you to everyone who sent in questions. Really enjoyed those, and the the questions from the listeners for the shows, like you mentioned, have been very thought provoking and and lots of great interaction there. We're going to go through them. I've kind of tried to to tie them up into kind of topics. So the first one came down to game watching and, uh, you know, game day rituals and things like that. Uh, one, Sean, that came up and the question, you know, was they said it was a non-football question, but still kind of football related. They said, curious about both of our viewing routines slash rituals. He said, I think Sean mentioned once he watches each game one by one from an elliptical machine to work off those tacos. 
he said, if he recalls correctly. So has that changed? And then he said, what is mine? So I'll let you go first, Sean, for the kind of the game day experience. Yeah, definitely tacos, wings, yeah, if I can do it. It's a little bit trickier. I'm a little bit further away from some of the quick places to pick stuff up now. And so the games start here at 10. I get up and start working on lineups and you know check with co-managers on different things. And so then it's sort of into game time. But often uh, someone will run out and grab some donuts for us. And so I'm going to call them, watch the games and, and eat donuts. So, I mean, you can't do too much worse than that in terms of a Sunday experience. The other thing that has changed a little bit and uh, this may be one of the reasons for uh, continuing to put on some weight. I'm six foot and now up to like 220, right? And so we'll just say that that's mostly muscle and try to make the the, uh, <laughs> the body composition look okay. Uh, Got to get out and start playing my tennis again. Stop doing that kind of during the pandemic. But the treadmill is in a room of the house now that doesn't so I had this very elaborate sort of Sunday ticket direct TV set up. I'd watch the games for like three hours before starting to eat and like walk for three hours. And you can walk, you know, a pretty good distance in that time and at least work off some of the calories. The whole system doesn't work now with reaching the room that the treadmill is in. So what I'm going to have to do and just realized as we were discussing this, that I could do it because I've got it now on some of the other TVs, the shortcuts version for Sunday ticket uh, can be pulled up, obviously, with the internet, you know, have the internet on the TV, and just set that up for the TV in that room so that at least the games I don't get to on Sunday, I actually watch while I'm exercising as opposed to while I'm eating more. But, yeah, so, you know, go through the games, have, like, five or six recorded at the same time there and try and, you know, watch two or three drives, switch two or three drives, switch, try and not uh, look at the bottom line. You don't want spoilers for that Chiefs game while you're, you know, in there watching a little bit of Houston Texans and trying to figure out how you know they're in the NFL. One of my favorite parts of Ted Lasso and, and Colin, you and I have talked about this a little bit, was when they're like on the verge of getting relegated and obviously they're trying to fight that off. And they're like, well, what do you guys do in the US? And and they explain, oh, well, just, you know, they play out the string in mostly empty stadiums. And, you know, coach says, it's dull. <laughs> and, that, that would be my expression as well. I think what most of us think about the way so many of these teams in the NBA, MLB, NFL sort of play when things haven't gone exactly to schedule for them. So uh, when you're trying to watch the Texans for fantasy football purposes, the main thing that you're thinking is, this is dumb. <laughs> so that that's my sort of viewing approach column. What are you doing these days in Ireland? I know that it's a little bit tricky there. Yeah, there's a few questions and there's another i won't go in exactly to the time so uh, there is a question coming up on that um in terms of the the game day though and i'm going to pop another question in here before i go into my routine but i did get a, a question that was uh, coming in and it, it rolled back sometimes i wondered do people listen to the ad reads do people just skip through how does that work but um i had a question and how many pepsis have exploded after you forgot you put one in your freezer so uh 
then he said are are your ad reads just more propaganda from the big freezer uh, corporation so this rolls back to pepsi sponsoring the show a couple of years ago and uh, i did say that my favorite way to drink pepsi was on game days by putting them into the freezer so they're ice cold and then taking them out i can confirm that i've never exploded a pepsi so i, I have a good record there i've exploded lots of other alcoholic beverages that i've put into the, the freezer and, and forgot about so sometimes you put them in or maybe the party's going very good and you're like i'm going to put this in the freezer and um, because maybe i ran out and i had to get something that wasn't cool and then obviously you sit down you continue to drink and you forget that it's in the freezer so i've woke up uh, some mornings and the cans can be exploded but um i i do in fact drink pepsis uh i drink a, a lot of different ones uh, all all sugar free i guess as well but that is part of my my game day routine is usually those if i can if i if I have more time, if I have more time to relax, it's usually something else added into them, uh, maybe like a Tito's or something like that. But in terms of the overall viewing routine, my viewing routine has changed a lot over the last three years because I have a, a three-year-old daughter. And sometimes, depending on how things are going on the Sunday afternoon, it can switch up a lot depending on meal times. Big thing at the moment now is like bath time or, or shower time is usually on a Sunday so depending how the day goes that could be during the games it could be before the games if I'm lucky it just all depends so usually at the start of that early slate of games my stress levels are, are really through the roof whether it's making sure I get those lineups set or making sure that you know I don't want to be like given a bath and be like I have uh, an injury you say that I need to change it you know can get very awkward so that is a big part of my day every day but I, I've got better, particularly this season, that really early in the mornings, once I get up, get those lineups pretty much as set as I, I'm going to have them. And uh, unless something really changes later on uh, to change those. So that's ease that stress level. But um, Sundays usually revolves around setting DFS lineups as well. And I've tried to lower the amount of those to again lower my blood pressure uh, during that time. So because the games and We'll roll this into the next question as the game start with me at 6 p.m for that early set of games uh, on a sunday um i tend to try and have my you know kind of dinner before that but something i've rolled in this season in particular is getting those kind of chicken wings and hot sauce usually around that split in the games which is usually like you know 9 p.m my time so i've really been enjoying that this year as my kind of mid game watching snack but like you sean uh can usually a multiple tv setup i me and sean have talked off air about a, a new laptop i bought recently enough and uh, you know well, recently it's february time now but that lets you airplay onto the tv screen now the tv screens also have the option to have game pass on that so between game pass and uh red zone and you know watching usually having the packers game on as well um, trying to get as much in at the same time as i can so Sean does watch all the games, even the Houston Texans, which I, you know, that is a real tribute to Sean's dedication to, to his craft. But I usually watch the, the Texans there on, on, you know, kind of the fastest possible version of those, those games. Unless, of course, Jonathan Taylor's playing against them, then I try and see as much as we can. But uh, that's kind of my game day. But Sean, the next part of the game day question came in from, from Matthew, and he asked, you know, he said, call him like you. Uh, I live outside the US um, with its reasonable NFL airtimes and have 
to be relatively creative uh, with how he watches games. He actually says that I assume that he's in Japan. He says in Japan, I have to wake up at two a.m. on Monday, uh, and I want to watch if he wants to watch the games live. Uh, but he said you have a similar problem with the Sunday, Monday, Thursday night games. So they'd be on here at kind of one thirty um, a.m. with with me. And he says, do you stay up till four a.m.? So. Uh, and then he also said, do you wait to check fantasy scores until you've watched the game? So answering that one first, I actually lived in Australia in 2016, not long before uh, I returned home very shortly before that first show with Sean. Uh, in that situation, the games used to finish at 7 a.m. So I'm not sure it sounds like Japan and Australia might be on you know, pretty close time zones. But um, watching those games... What I used to do in Australia was go to work on the Monday and not check any scores and then watch it as if it was live via at that time via Red Zone um, to see all the games as they happen and try not to watch the scores. So that is something as I've got older, I've decided on watching on my schedule now, the games that are Thursday night football or Sunday night football, I tend to um, not watch those live. And like you mentioned, I watch them through Game Pass, so I can watch them from the start without knowing the scores. Usually, once I wake up, so get up at like you know seven a.m. Watch them that way. So I used to get up and watch those games, and you know, I, I, just as I get older, it's, it's the body can't take it, um, and with a young child, it definitely can't take it. So that's my kind of routine for those, uh, I guess, prime time games in the U.S. But each Sunday, I will stay up to probably one thirty-two a.m. to to catch all the the uh, nfl action in those two slits sean is there any challenges for you and the listeners probably have heard this a couple of times on the show you are in one time zone i'm in another and we set up our podcast recording schedule on eastern standard time which is another <laughs> another time zone so any challenges for you i know we did touch on the london games and that being an incredibly early start for you but um any challenges for for watching games with with your daily schedule no it really is kind of perfect right because uh, when I used to live in central, you know, noon is you got to wait, you got to wait, you got to be patient. Uh, if you're out there on the East coast and I lived in New York for a year and a half with my brother, uh, sort of a little bit before I started all of this and then you're at one o'clock. And I mean, if you're trying to take the subway to a sports bar so you can see some of these games, you know, that is so hectic and challenging that maybe the one o'clock start time is good for you. It can be hard to get to the bar by one o'clock. Uh, there in New York City. But out here where you just, you know, tumble out of bed, get your donuts, set your lineups and start. I mean, 10 a.m. is great. It's almost frustrating when we get the time change and Arizona kind of toggles between two different time zones. And so we get the time change. It goes to 11 o'clock and then you're like, ah, oh, I mean, I got this extra hour to burn here. And so, yeah, I mean, it'd be better if they had the London games after the time change. But no, it, it, it's fantastic. It's a lot of fun. You and I have that extra little challenge around the time change because um, <laughs> it, it, because we're not changing, which is how we toggle zones. Then you're changing, and then we like change different weeks, right? Ireland changes their time like a week earlier or later than we do. And so, and I think that's happening may, maybe next week. I think that might happen again. So we can yeah, be back to that. So, you know, I'll, either Colin or I will be sitting here looking at the blank screen, wondering where the person is. And it's because the times have just gotten too complicated. We should have called this podcast now that we think about it. It should have been Rotovis over time zones. There you go. There you go. 
Hello there, Colin Kelly here, co-host of the Rotoviz Overtime Podcast. I just want to take a moment to let you know as a loyal Rotoviz Podcast listener, you can save yourself 10% off a Rotoviz NFL pass. All you have to do is head on over to rotoviz.com, add the subscription to your basket, and add the promo code RVRADIO2022 at checkout. That'll get you 10% off, it'll get you access to all of our content and tools, and of course, set you up for success in all your 2022 fantasy football rosters. That code is RVRADIO2022. I hope you enjoy the podcast. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. So Sean, another question that we got quite a few times. So what I've done is a lot of these questions have come in. Some of them have come in multiple times. And then, so there's, I've kind of tried to summarize them all up as best as we can, but we had a question in and it was about, have we pets? And then the next question was, have we a favorite animal? Maybe if we didn't have pets. So I'll let you go for it, Sean. I know, um, you know, you, you have a cat. So if you want to go through some of that. I do, and, and and she's such a adorable little uh, long-haired, ferocious beast. I mean, she she looks like a wild animal, except at the very very smallest scale. And you know, pets and animals are are interesting, are fun. Uh, the affection that they give you really is priceless, and you know, the research indicates that yes, I mean, it's it's very very healthy to have that relationship she's interesting because she is willing to interact with people but is also just ferocious and she's tiny and so when she's you know outside she hasn't been outside for a long long time because it's not safe and healthy uh but when she was i mean she would be always getting into fisticuffs with much larger cats you know she'd come back all you know scraped up from that and looking very much like she was happy that it had worked out the way it was that um she was going to fight and it didn't matter how much bigger they were. And that's kind of her relationship with, with most things. So I, I love the personality. I love the contrasts of it. And she's 16 now and doesn't have, I mean, she walks around like, like a little, little cat and, you know, has some other little health problems. So I'm, I'm hoping that she still has another five, six good years, but you know, there, there is some trepidation about, you know, what might happen with where her health is, but, 
you know, she has some arthritis. She doesn't move very well. And yet, I mean, she's always just been this crazy athlete. And so every once in a while, you know, you'll see her flying through the air, jumping up on the cabinets that, you know, as she's just walked very slowly through the room, you wouldn't think that she necessarily has in her, but she definitely does when she needs to or when she wants to. So that's, that's always kind of fun to see that combination of athleticism, personality, and, and, uh, it, it just is a, a special relationship as I'm sure many listeners have with, with their pets as well. Yeah. And, uh, I, I talk to a lot of people about different pets and my wife is actually a, a vet or a veterinarian. And, uh, so pets have always played a big part in, in her life, but, People may have heard this story before. I know, Sean, one of the questions we're going to talk about either on today's show or another episode is my kind of, um, you know, how I got into American football and, you know, where my fandom of the Packers came from. I actually have, again, linking back to the Australian story I told a moment ago, which ties in well. Before we went to Australia, uh, we had a, a dog and my in-laws, my mother and father-in-law, their dog actually was very old and passed away, unfortunately. And we were moving to Australia, so they offered at that time to look after the the dog because we knew we were going to come back. We were going for one year, and when we were going, uh, they took the dog. When we came back, we were getting married shortly after that. Then obviously we've had our daughter, so the dog has remained with them. We it was like a loan that uh, they decided that they were going to hold on to the dog. So they live maybe uh, you know three four minutes walk so i see him pretty much every day but um the dog this is the part that i still can't figure out how it worked out we were looking for a name what do we call the dog and uh i suggested the name packer and uh, I, I suggested a lot of names and i really didn't think any of the names would get approval whatever happened when i said packer my wife kind of said oh that's not you know it's not too bad and whatever worked after that the name stuck so my dog who is like a He's a, a shit to kind of cross, so he's not a, a thoroughbred or you know a purebred. He's a cross between two different dogs, but mainly a shih tzu, and, and his name is Packer. So um, he stayed with us for a weekend, maybe three weekends ago, and I always enjoy one of the things we used to do. I used to watch the, the games with him. My wife has no interest in, in the game, so I used to get a, a partner to watch the games with, with Packer. So that's my kind of story about uh, my dog and his name and part of the 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 fandom i guess of the green bay packers but um he is coming up now to nine or ten years old so getting a little bit older and he is a little bit uh i don't know how he was designed um kind of has a, a bad overbite and some bendy legs but he's uh at the same time like you're saying uh, he's a he's a great pet to have and you do become very attached and the most surprised i think i've become attached to is uh we actually have uh, some hens or chickens so we have four hens and um some of the fantasy teams i had this year were kind of named after those guys so uh, we get like fresh eggs every day and things like that so i didn't think i would have hens and i definitely didn't think i would become super attached to them um so they're a lot of fun um as as pets which is probably more unusual than not so uh, one dog, which is kind of step dog now, I guess we'll call it, and then <laughs> and then four chickens is where where I'm at at the moment. It's it's interesting there with the uh, with the chickens because it seems like there are some places that I've visited where they are ubiquitous and are just you know kind of walking around everywhere. I'm assuming that's not the case in your neighborhood there. I'll tell you a story about them. I actually had to extend the gate the gate was about 
I don't know, six inches shorter than the rest of the fence. And for a few days there, I was going out to check on them. And like one of them kept being out. So they could fly over a certain height. And this was actually before he started to escape over the fence. But one of the chickens is called Houdini because obviously he, she is very good at escaping. So I've uh, had to build an extension <laughs> onto that uh, so they can't get out anymore. So sometimes, Sean, they do uh, be walking around quite wild. <laughs> <laughs> the other part of the question, Sean, uh, was about favorite animals. And another question that came in is, what is your favorite wild animal and why? Um, the question also said that it seems a bit trivial, but... Uh, they kind of love people's reactions to the question. It tells a bit about their relationship with nature and how they think about it. I was just wondering, is there any non kind of domesticated animals, I guess, uh, that are of interest to you? Well, I, I was trying to figure this out and then think through some of them. And I think that some of the small feisty animals like the wolverine and the mongoose, you know, you kind of get caught up in the myth of some of those creatures and and they sort of appeal to certain parts of the personality that combination of size but but feistiness and i was uh in a very impressionable age when i was like a first and second grader i lived in michigan and the michigan wolverines were my favorite team and so that gives you a little bit more of that connection to this animal that has obviously the the ferociousness for its side but i think that you know, currently living here in Arizona and uh, kind of in an area where, you know, it's Tucson is kind of this weird mix of suburban and, you know, borderline urban, but the zoning is more all over the place to where everything is kind of mixed together, depending on what street you're on, you could love it or, or hate that aspect of it. But the wild animals and the wildlife know certainly also kind of mixed in there and so we see javelinas you know moving through the yard pretty frequently you know these these big boars essentially and you know have some deer have some foxes all of that kind of thing but you go out and you walk along the wash you know where the the water pours through when we have our monsoon um, you know you, you walk a little bit in anywhere where you go where there's desert at all and you can run across and see some bobcats and i think that the cats have become so special to me with Anias, my cat. And so the other cats, and I just, I love the grace and the way that they move kind of that combination of the poised athleticism, this ability to really go if they need to, but the, the quiet and, uh, all of that in the movement as they're just walking around. And so it's, it's pretty cool. Anytime you see the Bobcat, we've had, you know, one just kind of hanging out in the backyard every once in a while, we've got a Bobcat who will walk through the driveway every couple of months. And it's just, it's pretty amazing to see an animal like that so close. And so uh, I think the big cats, and we always joke all the time, obviously here, are the Arizona Cardinals and we'll be watching the games and Anias will be watching the games with us. And, and she's always rooting against them because they're birds and, she loves the Panthers. She loves the Jaguars. And so uh, all of these, these cat kind of themes uh, come into play in terms of the, the favorite animals. Yeah. And I, I do think a lot of like, you know, those bigger uh, animals, particularly, you know, I, I think probably most people have some sort of a soft spot for the likes of like lions and 
you know, things like that there. You mentioned the grace and the poise that those sort of animals can move at. We actually, quite unusual in Donegal, where I'm from, we have a like an animal sanctuary for rescued animals. And they like have rescued animals from all over the world, but they actually have some bears there, like wild bears that people were keeping in Russia. And uh, they're quite amazing to see up close in terms of, you know, big, big animals. And that's very unusual for here in Ireland to, you know, to have something like that. But I've always been very fond of dolphins. Um, you know, I always thought they were quite an amazing animal um, to see. So that would probably be my kind of one that's out in the wild. That's probably, <laughs> I, I can't see myself ever having a pet dolphin. I, I don't think I have uh the, the water capacity around <laughs> around my house but um i always find them very 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 majestic kind of uh, a creature but sean we have uh we've gone 30 minutes we did mention we had a lot of questions we will split it up into another show or so and um, so we will run a line through it there we will drop another one of these very very uh, close in the near future as always this has been road of his overtime the content of today's show is highly different to the content of our normal shows i'm sure the people listening are, are more used to listening to those regular shows we will have three of those coming up next week we had three this past week head on back listen to those if you haven't already if you are a listener and you haven't yet signed up to rotaviz.com you can get a 10 percent discount to a rotaviz nfl pass by adding the code rv radio 2021 at checkout we're going to rotaviz.com forward slash podcast for more information my name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. My co-host is Sean Siegel, who you can follow on Twitter. But he maybe Sean said if you have any thoughts, add them on social media. So Sean's on social media at FF underscore contrarian. Unlikely to ever see any comments there. So if you do have any other questions, suggestions that you want to send for future episodes, if we have some more of these, send them my way at Overtime Ireland on Twitter or roadofisradio at gmail.com and we'll use some of the best there. But until we're back with the next show, have a good one. Thank you for listening to Overtime on Rotoviz Radio. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz with a discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast.